Hey, welcome to This Is Your Book Club podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. Welcome. Hello. It's so good to have you it here. It maybe took us three tries to start this intro. Which is unusual because we've been doing this for a while. <laughs> Sometimes they're just... Tricky. Yeah. Yep. It's okay. But today yeah. is what's on your shelf, which I'm super excited. I've got a lot of books to talk about, but I've narrowed it to three. I've narrowed mine down to three, so there's some in reserve for next time in case just I don't in case, read enough. You never know. You never know. I just got a notification from my library that one more book came available. Oh, two came for yeah, me today. It's going to be it. a good week. That is always fun. Ooh. What is it? Now is not the time to panic. Have you heard of this? Have no. you read um, Nothing to See Here? Yes. By Kevin... Kevin Wilson. Yes. He has a new book out. It just came out. What? Called Now is Not the Time to Panic. I'm super excited. It just came available and I am checking that one out. Lucky you. Let I'll report see. back next time. What is it called? Now I'm looking it up. Now is Not the Time to Panic. I loved Nothing to See Here. Me too. I thought it was just such a unique story. So memorable. The hold is gigantic. Like the line to wait. I thought it was too, and I just put mine on hold not too long ago, and I just got it. Lucky. So maybe it's going so, fast. Yeah, maybe they added more um, volumes, more books. Sweet. So, yeah, that's on my list. So Lucky I've got lots you. of things to read to add to my list, but today... What? But before... Yes. Do you have a fun fact? Oh my gosh, so many fun facts with Maya Angelou. It's so hard to decide. There is uh, so much information on her, yeah. and it's all fascinating. Yeah, I bet. So fascinating. So this one is a website, highprofiles.info. And the question they asked that I chose for this week is, what are the influences or experiences in your life that have impressed that upon you so profoundly? So they're talking about um, virtue and courage. Oh. Um, the influences that have impressed upon you. Um, she said, I was really fortunate to be the granddaughter of a wonderful woman who took me when I was three and raised me, save for one disastrous six months of my life, raised me from three to 13. She was a very big woman, very tall. When she died, she was over six foot, as I am. She spoke very soft and was very kind, and she had the only Black-owned store in her town. Wow. She had two sons, my father being one, and her other son was crippled. The whole of his right side was paralyzed. She named the store for my uncle so that he didn't have to feel that he was at someone else's sufferance. He was the owner of the W.M. Johnson General Merchandise Store. And my grandmother would ask him, now, Willie, do you think we should order more? I mm, love that so much. That's so cool. I saw that growing, I saw that growing up and saw how large she was inside herself. She was a very religious woman and in difficult times she would say to me, sister, mama's just going to stand out on the word of God, just stand out on it. And she would put her arms out and I could just imagine this tall black lady standing way up in the heavens with nothing underneath her that I could see. Comets and moons and stars swirling around her, and she knew she would be looked after. And that impressed me. Still impresses me. She's been dead 50 years, and as far as I'm concerned, she's very much in this room with us. I've seen evidence of kindness and generosity, and those have been the turning points in my life which confirmed my own faith and my own belief in the work ethic and the possibility of being 
not possibility. My privilege is to be generous and kind. Wow. I love that. That's awesome. I love that she can contribute it to her grandmother. I know. That's beautiful. I'm glad she had that person in her life. Absolutely. And I didn't know she was six feet tall. Six feet tall. That's new to me. That's new to me as well. Very tall. That is tall. And I love that she describes her as a big woman on the inside. Like she, it wasn't just that she was big on the outside. She was gentle, but powerful on the inside. I love it. Beautiful words. Awesome. I'm Next excited. Week. I know yeah. I get to read it now, Next which is week exciting. Is book club. Um, but today we are talking about some books that we have already read. Yes. Um, I have some fun ones to talk about. Me too. Who shall go first? Um, I'll take hey. the lead. How about that? I like it. What okay. do you have for us today? On Jamie? my shelf first is Killers of a Certain Age by Deanna Rayborn. I have this on hold. Okay, this is this is a good book. I would love to talk to other people about it, though. And oh. I would like to talk to people <laughs> who listen to it as an audiobook and people who maybe read okay. a hard copy, because I think there might be a difference. Okay. So these are my thoughts. Uh, Killers of a Certain Age. Uh, it's about these women who were assassins. This was their job. And it kind of talks about for a profession. Yep. There's an organization that kind of recruited them. And there's all these like rules and regulations and training. They are assassins and they've just retired. So these are older women. I'm in my head. It's like 60, 65. I'm not exactly sure if it came out and said, but I'm assuming I think they were saying they were 60 years old. And they are retiring from being assassins. And this has been their only like, and people can't know that they're assassins, you know, Mm. so it's, they've kept this secret and haven't had a normal life. And they're really excited and looking forward to the next part of their lives together. Retirement, Yeah. Yeah. And so the company gives them like this going away retirement party as do normal companies. And they give them a cruise to go on. Cool. And so they're all, they, it starts out them all on this cruise, like deciding how to relax and not be assassins. Yeah. But it's kind of an inbred, like things they're looking for and things are standing out and not everything on this cruise is um, on the up and up. And they, there's a murder on the cruise and... Mm. Maybe some people are specifically after them and they got to get away and get away quick. And why? And who is this person? And why are they coming after them? It is really good. It's fun. These ladies all using their skills as assassins. And I think it's unique to have women assassins. Yeah. But that we have these 60 year old women assassins (laughs) who are like in their golden years. And how they are interacting. What I want to talk about with someone who has read the hard copy is, I feel like the voice who narrates these women, I had a hard time keeping in mind that they were 60-year-old women. I very much related to them. And then I was like, wait, am I almost 60? Am I no. like, am I in that? Let me remind you, right, no. I'm 44. I'm not in the realm of retiring or 60-year-old women. 
But I, so I had a hard time thinking they were old. <laughs> so you want to know if you had read it. If I had read it, would it have come across differently? Or was the, the voice, voice of it throwing me off? Like, sure. I kind of felt like it needed to be an older sounding voice, but is an older sounding voice really an older sounding, like, would what there- What is that? Exactly? What is an older sounding voice? Yeah. I don't know. So that kind of threw me off. It, But I thought it was really fun. It- I got through it really quick. I gave it three stars. Um, different, unique, and I love a good. I love stories with old women, yeah. old characters, grandmas I know. and grandpas. We have this conversation we, all the time. It is such a tender and murder character. Even better. Yeah. So there you go. Awesome. I'm looking forward to anyway, it. I can't three wait stars. for it to come available for me. Killers of a Certain Age by Deanna Rayborn. Awesome. Let me know. I will. Your we can talk about it. Okay. Sounds good. Um, the first book I'm going to talk about today is The Ghost Rider by A.R. Tor. Torre? I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Um, this book, I I subscribe. We talk about this sometimes. Yeah. I subscribe to an audio book. Like, I get emails telling mm-hmm. me what audio books are on sale. Okay. Through them specifically, I think. So, like, I it's called Chirp. I have the Chirp app. So, when I purchase a book that they tell me is on sale, I have to listen to it on their app. Like, it's it's not through Amazon. Okay. It's, it's not through... They have their own Audible. platform. Yes. Okay. It's Chirp. Okay. And I have bought a number of books through there. And I can get... You can get an audio book through Chirp, like, for when they're on sale, anywhere okay. for, like, $1.99. To like sometimes they're five ninety nine, okay. But when a regular audiobook is like twenty dollars or twenty five dollars, that to me, when I see one that catches my eye, I'm like, yeah, I can spend two or three dollars yeah. on an audiobook. Yeah, please. That's cheap. So this is one of those because this is not available. The Ghost Writer is not available at my library now. Is it the Ghost Writer or the Ghost Writer? Writer, and it's one word. Okay, Ghost word. Writer is one word. Okay. So the story is about um, a woman. She's younger. She's probably 30. She is an author. Um, She is very successful. She is also really quirky and a little bit mean. So you, you are introduced to her at the beginning of the novel. She lives alone and she doesn't seem to have a lot of people in her life, right? She... Sometimes has a flashback memory of a man. Um, you don't really know how it fits into her life, but clearly at this point she mm-hmm. is alone. Okay. Um, she interacts with her book agent and her book agent has rules. She's not, she's only allowed to communicate with her on one specific day of the week. She can only talk about certain things that are allowed on the list. You know, very specific, that's where she's mean, mm-hmm. right? Like, she doesn't make allowances for really anything. And she's not very friendly. Um, so she, we, we learn in the very beginning that she is in the middle of writing a book that she is under contract for. She's already received her, what's it called when you um, get your money ahead, advance. Your advance. She's already been given okay. her advance to write this book and she tells her agent that she is canceling it, cancel it, call him, tell him I'm not writing it. Mm-hmm. 
And instead, I'm going to write a biography. And I want this person to edit it who they don't get along. She would never take her books. They write very different books. Anyway, it's vet. She just has this list of demands that are like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And the agent is like, well, wait, wait, wait. But she's not allowed to ask questions. Right. It's very interesting. So you kind of get her prickly. You get, you get a very good sense of her, her personality and the agent like trying to accommodate her, but also being put into an impossible situation. Okay. So come to find out there is a reason behind her change of direction. Um, and she needs some help to get this new deal done, like this new idea. She needs help. So they, she decides that she can't do this on her own and she's going to need a ghostwriter. So she asks for a writer who she's all, has been a big competitor for her. And that's an interesting there's a way road. to go. Yes. There's okay. a road to her connecting with this person, this competitor of hers. And they agree to help after some time. And then you start to unwind this author's history and what has brought her to this prickly alone state that she is currently in. And it is quite tangled. I will say I really enjoyed the book. There was maybe one part that I was kind of like, yes, 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 yes. I get what you're saying. Like everything is great. Everything is great. Um, Obviously we're coming to something. Mm-hmm. But that was short-lived. I did not see the twist coming at the end. I was super surprised. It was good. I gave it four stars. Okay. I really liked it. This is not at my current library, which makes me very sad. Right. I always want to send people to the library. And I noticed that this author has quite a few other books. Do they? Would you read another book? I totally would. Yeah. I didn't know that. Now I'm going to go look. I'm one. I've already said that I want to read another one, which is the good lie. I've marked it as want to read. Ooh, I'm excited. Yeah, she was great. It was yeah, it was super fun. It was like yeah, I don't want to spoil anything because it is one of those. It's a mystery. Right, right. I don't want to spoil anything. It would take away the the interest, right? That keeps you invested in these stories. Yeah. But I want someone else to read it and tell me what they thought. I would love it. So go read okay. it. Okay. It's called The Ghost Rider by A.R. Tor. I'll add it to my list. Okay, for my next one, I read the new Frederick Bachman book, The Ooh. Winners. Now, I love, and we talk about this all the time. Yeah. The Frederick Bachman book is like no other. Frederick. He just writes great characters. Thank you for being an author. Yes. Now, with that being said, Beartown is not my fave. Ooh, Beartown was so hard hard. for me to read. It's totally different than his other books. Yep. And then it had a second. Which I couldn't read because I really struggled with Beartown. And the second one was good. Still sad? Um... Yeah, it kind of it's so heavy. It's been like so if, long no, since if people I've don't read know Beartown, Beartown is really, really heavy. It ta- yes. it tackles a super hard topic. Yeah, and he does a good job with it. I'm not saying that it was no. done. It was just it's so painful. It's it's, it's hard painful. to go. It was hard for me to wade through that book. And then the second book was Us Against You, and that kind of shows. This is a small community kind of battling two towns next to each other, um, competing. 
And then Us Against You is the fallout from what's happened in the first book. Yeah. Like how it really drove an even bigger wedge within this community. So I liked those books. And I, I mean, even though it's not my favorite of his, very well written. Always. Excellent always. story. He's just got a unique way of making you feel like you know these characters and and telling a story. So this is the third in the series called The Winner, The Winners. And when I, yeah, when I saw it, I was like, I was so excited that he, a new book by him had come out. And then when I saw that it was a third to this series, I was a little disappointed because I didn't want another one. Like his other ones are so big hearted. These ones are just heavy. Yes. And then I saw how long this book was, and I went, no way. I am not. 671 pages. Whoa. It's like a 21-hour listen. Yikes. And I was like, yeah, no, thank you. And I was just going to return it and not even listen to it. I can't believe you did it. But then I was like, okay, give it a chance. I read some reviews on it, and it's like, you didn't know. One of them was like, you didn't know there needed to be an ending to this story, but there does. Wow. And so I read it. And just like I've said of the other two, he he really makes you know these characters and love them and want to like, have everything be good for them and have it all work out. And you're just like rooting for him. And it's just hard. And so this real life doesn't always work like that. No, it doesn't. And it's very real. So this one is more of um, so the premise of the first book is you've got these hockey teams that are from small towns, two small towns next to each other, and they are rivals. And everything in this town, this bear town is hockey. We eat, breathe, live hockey from the time you're old enough to put shoes on, you put skates on. In the winter, you flood your yard for ice to practice on. And that is this town. And so here we're still talking about these hockey teams and, and this one kind of delves into more of how financially they make these hockey teams work. Cause these are small towns. How much is really wrapped up? How much of the community and the funding of the community is wrapped up into these teams and how they make it work. And that it's very interesting, but you get to know a little bit more about um, all these other characters and their lives. Like some of the characters in the back of the first two books, it kind of delves a little bit more into their background and it, it, it brings the community to a finalization in this. I think this could be the end of this series. It really brought it around. I'm not going to say it's my favorite still of Eric Bachman, but I gave it four stars because he just is he an amazing author. Wow. It's slow. So it's 21 hours of a very slow told story. But it's a good story. And I like the way it wrapped it all up. And it was interesting. Wow. That so, means that if I were going to read that, I have to go read number two, which I have avoided with yeah. so much energy. I don't think two <laughs> Or three is as heavy as one. One was so One is pretty heavy. And two and three, I mean, those things are still issues in these people's lives. Like that, they will never shake it. And so they reference it. But they're healing and progressing. 
and there's hope. Hmm. So, anyway, okay. there you go. Four stars, mm. the winners. Really considering that. So, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know whether to recommend it or not. I mean, four stars if is you've high. Read, if you've read the other Bear Town, would you say yeah. finish it off? Like, this is a good cap off? Or could you, like, go on with your life and not it, need it? It might make you feel better about the original Bear Town. Okay. I would say if you gave the original Bear Town three stars, you're good to not go on. Oh, interesting. Look at what you rated it. Which I think I rated it three stars. I don't know exactly what I rated it. Let me, that's, now that I say that, I'm interested to know what I rated Bear Town. Yeah, now I'm going, I gave Bear Town four stars, even though it was so hard it to is, read. It's heavy. That doesn't mean it's a bad book. It's just be prepared for what that is. I'm going to go back and look and see what I gave Bear Town. Now I'm like, oh, I gave it I three. need to do Us Against You. And I gave Us Against You three as well. And then I gave the winners four. So there hmm. you go. Those are my thoughts on it. Okay. I have some thinking to do. Okay. I will think. Let me know. Okay. Um, the next book I'm going to talk about is The Lost Notebook by Louise Douglas. Hmm. Um, this was another book that I did not have at my library. It's an audible book. It's not available at our library. I didn't, okay. I've been waiting on books to come available from the library, which is why I'm so glad Took did today. Yeah. Um, but I have been lucky to have some like waiting for me on Audible. Every once in a while, I'll snag a, a deal. And this is one of those. Um, the Lost Notebook is, it's actually a newer release. It just came out in September. Okay. And so they had like, I think, a deal like, hey, it's a new book. Check it out. Awesome. Um, this is the story of, of, a woman, she, her sister w passed away in a boating accident and her and her husband and left behind a daughter. And so this woman's sister came to take care of her now that mom and dad are passed on. Um, it's, it's been about almost a year when we sense the passing and she's just kind of treading water, like letting this, her niece finish school. She wants, she's from England. Her niece lives in France. So okay. she would like to get back to England to her real life. Um, but she's just trying to get, just kind of be there for her niece and get her settled and okay since the passing of her parents. And she decides that, you know, the best thing for everyone, because she's not made to be a, parent um and her you know her niece needs real adults that are know how to help children and her niece is like in eighth grade she's going to send her to a boarding school mm -hmm. to because that's really going to be the best thing for her and so you're you're jump in and she is taking care of her niece and trying to parent her but not knowing what she's doing there's a woman who lives in her van it's kind of it sounds like a like a van that's been converted into a motorhome okay um not far from their house they live in a remote area and so every once in a while they'll pass by her and small chat with her um 
And one day they find, she goes, she notices smoke by where this woman is parked, goes out mm-hmm. to her van and finds her passed away. Mm. And s- realizes that she always had been carrying around this large book. Where did this book go? Um, it's missing. It's, it seems fishy okay. to this woman that she's that passed, like that these things are missing. Her phone is gone. There's just a few things that seem out of place. And her door was unlocked. Like, why would she sleep with her door unlocked? But when the police come, they're like, oh, it's natural. She's old. Um, mm. Whatever. And so it's, she kind of lets it go. But her, what she's been doing in the meantime is kind of being an, like, she kind of investigates. I, she, I'm trying to think of what you would call, you would hire an, a private investigator, but not for things that are sketchy. She really looks at like, oh, you're looking for a long lost sibling or a person that is receiving money from a will. Mm-hmm. So she goes searching for people. So she's, her company that she works for is, is kind of caught in some hot water um, and gets tied up in there. It's all tied together. So she, you follow her as she's navigating being a parent as she's trying to figure out what happened to this woman. Okay. And also how her company got mixed up in a bad investigation that makes her company look really, really bad. And also a family in the community. It really throws them under the bus and someone else is murdered. It's, it's very, it's, there's a lot happening in this book. Okay. It like, sounds I like feel it. like I could talk about it for a really long time, but I ultimately it's it's a mystery tied up with like family relationships and what does what do people really need from each other? Yeah. And can't we all give it to them? Like what do you what like would it really take to give someone what they needed? Um I really liked it. I gave it four stars. Um and it does leave you on a cliffhanger. So I imagine there will be a book too. Ooh. Like it does tie up all the necessary ends. But, but it leaves it open. It did leave certain things like, but wait. Yeah. So I think there will be a book too. But I really enjoyed it. It kept my interest the whole time. There was enough happening that I was like, wait, is that related to this? Or is this something different? Anyway, you're Keeping trying to figure out, yeah, like what is actually related to the woman or maybe it's something different maybe it's the daughter maybe it's the mom and dad how they died is kind of suspicious anyway there's lots of things happening Hmm. i really enjoyed it it's called the lost notebook by louise douglas awesome sounds great okay my last one for today is called tell me more and 11 other important things i'm learning to say by kelly corrigan now when this was referred to me by somebody else and i didn't realize that I had read another book by Kelly Corgan that I really liked, and I didn't know she's got multiple books. Um, so I read years and years ago, a book called The Middle Place, which I absolutely loved. It was so long ago, I don't even have it rated on Goodreads, because I didn't oh. use Goodreads back then. Okay, It came out in 2008. It's kind of her story with um, being diagnosed with cancer and how you process that she had two little girls and her husband and just her thoughts on how this uprooted their lives and how you raise your kids when you think you might not be able to be there to raise them and just 
living that. Wow. Um, I've noticed she's got a couple other books. I have not read those. I would love to now. This one, Tell Me More, is just, I love her storytelling, just the way she, and it's, you know, I listened to the book and it's her narrating it. So you hear her, which is great. I always love that. But this one is, she's using phrases that she wants to use more in her life. So phrases, each chapter or each section is based on a phrase. And they're like, I don't know, like just saying, I don't know to someone or I was wrong. Just a bunch of different phrases that we should all actually put in our vernacular and use more instead of responding out of emotion or, you know, we should question or state things to learn more about other people's experiences and to learn from each other. So this one, it's not really a a story that goes in line of her life, but it, so it kind of jumps around because it's based off of these phrases that she would like to use more. Okay. But it's so like, she talks a lot about her dad who also was diagnosed with cancer and went through the process of him um, going through treatments and whatnot and how she processed that she's an only child and she's got these two girls and she loves them and they're amazing and intelligent and beautiful, but they also drive her crazy as children do. And so it's just, it's very relatable, just very relatable life things. She's a great writer. She tells a great story. And I love the insights we get from this. This is just things we all think, I should really do this more, I should do this more. And she just puts that into a narrative that was very enjoyable, very quick. It was only like three or four hours, um, really quick to get through. And it's funny. It's sweet. It's she's just her voice is fantastic. That's awesome. Just her voice and her writing is very enjoyable. You'll get through it quick. And and you'll love it. I gave it four stars. Tell me more by Kelly Corrigan. Okay. Um, the last book I'm going to talk about today is called The Truth According to Ginny Moon by Benjamin Ludwig. Um, this is the story of a girl with autism. Okay. From her point of view. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Um, Tell me the name again. The Truth According to Ginny Moon. Okay. It was really well done. Okay. Like, I 100% felt like I was listening to the thoughts of a person with autism. And it was eye-opening. Okay. And it it made me sit there and go, like, this is why life is so frustrating for them. And for the people who are interacting with them. For everyone. For everyone It is frustrating. It is absolutely frustrating. So the story is what's happening to Ginny is her mother uh, has some problems. Okay. She gets into trouble a lot. Um, She has, she does drugs. She has abusive boyfriends. And you can imagine how they would have treated Ginny. Okay. Um, at this point in time, when we meet Ginny, she has been taken from her mother's home. She's no longer in her custody. Mm-hmm. And she has been adopted by a couple who, um, and she's, she's 14 years old. Okay. 
and she is in school and trying to acclimate with this new forever family. She has her forever mom and her forever dad, and that's how she refers to them. Okay. And she has been doing really well, and she really likes them. Her forever mom Uh is pregnant, and they are getting ready to welcome a baby into their forever family. Okay. And in order to prepare Ginny for the baby, they gave her a baby doll. The baby doll cries and it won't stop. It's like a real baby. Mm -hmm. And it cries a lot and it makes a lot of noise, which is super upsetting for Ginny. Mm -hmm. And so she hides the baby and does. she tries to get the baby to stop and the baby won't stop crying. So she hides it in a suitcase and then comes down and tells her parents that, you know, the baby won't stop crying. I can't get it to stop. I've done all the things I'm supposed to. I fed the baby. I rocked the baby. And she talks about all the things she tried to do to help the baby stop crying. And the baby didn't stop crying. And so they're like, what did you do? And so they go chase and look for the baby. And they find it in a suitcase. And the baby is now, like, broken. And they're able uh-huh. to go back and see what she did to the baby. Like, it's one of those. Yeah. And it scares the mom a lot. Because you have a record now of all the things Jenny did to try to get the baby to stop crying. Um, but Jenny only did those things after, and she says very clearly, but this is just a doll. Like right. it's not, it's not real. real. Yeah. It's just a doll. And so she doesn't understand why they're so upset because it's just a doll. Um, she starts to get really vocal about her baby doll that she had when she was living with her mom and she keeps talking about her baby doll. She has these very obsessive thoughts about what happened to this baby doll after I left. Did anyone take care of it? I need to go and take care of that baby doll because my mom's not going to take care of it. And if her boyfriend comes back, he's not going to take care of it. And so she's very concerned. She keeps talking about it and everybody's like, we'll get you a new doll. Like you've got to let it go. In the meantime, she can't let it go because she knows nobody else is going to care for the doll except for her. So she goes on a mission to, figure out how she can go back and and get the baby doll to take care of the baby doll. Even if it means she has to live with her old mom again that she knows is bad. Yeah. She will do it to take care of this baby doll. And she goes to great lengths trying to wow. reconnect herself with this. Yeah. In the meantime, mom has a baby and there's lots of things happening at home and they are worried about her, but they're also worried about new baby. Right. So there's just a lot happening in her world. And so there's... Like, I became incredibly frustrated. Frustrated with Jenny. Yeah. Because I'm like, you are crazy. You are sabotaging yourself. What are you doing? And at the same time, like, they, these people are not listening to her. It is crazy. It's crazy. Wow. I was 100% frustrated with everyone uh-huh. in this story. And I think that that just goes to show how well it was written because it felt very real. I, it was eye opening to me. I obviously, I have, I know people with autism. I know people who have children with autism. I feel like I am semi versed. I would never say well versed in this realm. And I've interacted with these kids and you get it. Like, yeah, there's some frustration. We can see that we're both not understanding each other. But to see, like, to dive in deep, yeah, it was really good. And it's very sweet. Like, it it was really I'm sweet. I love how it ended. Very interested. I will say that. I am looking. Okay, continue on. Sorry. So that that's it. So I would say it's called The Truth According to Ginny Moon. It's by Benjamin Ludwig. 
I gave it four stars. I really liked it. I only didn't give it five because I was so frustrated. <laughs> um, I'm looking at it on Goodreads and looking at the author who um, he is after he, him and his wife got married, they became foster parents uh, to uh, so this and is adopted his a teenager experience. with autism. This would be very much his experience, I so, bet. Yeah, so I'm sure he can really pull from that experience, whether it's, you know, completely truth or not. Um, but I'm also looking on here that there's maybe two titles for the same book, Ginny Moore, and then The, tr- the Truth According to Ginny Moore. I think it's the same book. But it's two different covers because it says you read Ginny Moore. Uh, Ginny Moon. I mean, Ginny Moon. And that you gave it um, And then there's The Truth According stars. to Ginny Moon. But then I also look at The Truth According to Ginny Moon. And and I don't think it's two separate books. It just happens to be maybe... A different title. A different cover and a different title. Um, maybe for a different Ooh. region or something. Anyway. Yeah. Just no, now I'm, that. I'm interested. So it might just be Ginny Moon. No, I looked at the one cover that definitely says the truth according to Ginny Moon. My rating is on both. Yes, and your rating is on both. Which I only... It's not two different books. No. So... Okay. There you go. There you go. Just keep that in mind. They are not two different... Because I thought, oh, maybe there's an original first one. But this... The the truth according to Ginny Moon, it says April 2021. And if you go... Ginny Moon. Ginny... It's just a plain Ginny Moon says yeah. 2017. 2017. So, so a, a re-release. Okay. So not to get confused there. I don't know I, why they do that. Could you not just I keep know. the same keep title? Keep the same title. It's fine. Yeah, it is. It was a good Anyway. Book. It was a good Sounds book. good. Yay. I've got some new books for my list. I know. So fun. Yes. I I had some good books. Like, I feel like finally we're on the pickup. For a while there, I had a few months where I was like, rant, rant. Um, but I don't feel that way lately. I'm like, me yeah, either. what's next? What's next? Right, let's go. Let's go. I love that. Take me into winter. Right? Fantastic. How are you doing on your reading goals? I'm too behind as of today, but I will be finishing a book today. So that should jump so you up. I'm one, one behind, behind, but I think I'm not worried about it. I got yeah. Thanksgiving. I got, I got Thanksgiving. Christmas break yes. ahead of me. I think we're going to be fine. Yep. I'll catch up. Yay! Love yeah. it. Continue reading. Happy reading. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. You can email us at this is your book club podcast at gmail.com. Please rate and subscribe and share with your friends. Thank you to Amphibious Zoo for our music. And we'll see you next time. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. And, and this, this is, is your book club. club.